0: Hi, this is Tammy. And this is Carol Ann. We're sisters. And what we're doing is a podcast regarding aging. The name of our podcast is Let's Talk Aging. And the name of the website is www.letstalkaging.com. We hope that you'll go on there and put your experiences and your thoughts and ideas after you hear this podcast and we can form a community of caregivers because that's what we had our experience in. We spent about 35 years watching over and taking care of our dear parents. And we had a very excellent experience. However, there were challenges and all kinds of situations that we got in and our kids thought it would be good for us to share it. And I think it's kind of good for us to talk. about it and that's what we do best so let's talk aging
1: It's a beautiful day there's a buttermilk sky and it was 39 degrees last night very wow. chilly. it's
0: yeah. getting colder how getting about during cold. the
1: day during the day it warms up but it's not that hot so it's yeah winter is coming well we're still at 75. well that's good to know
0: yes yeah. it's very very lovely actually feels a little fallish so well that's, that's good, good. Yeah, yeah. So, yes. you guys been good?
1: We've been good, and uh, we are aging. We're just aging, aging right along. <laughs> We're aging right along. Everything is going well, yes. And uh, I'm aging
0: too. I'm aging too. Yeah. So today we are excited because we have Janet, who has three assisted living um, facilities that she owns, so we get to talk to her about that today. So um, this is this is a great opportunity for us. It is a great opportunity. We're planning on having more. So more people on to tell us all, all that they have experienced and learned over the years. So we're excited to talk to Janet. Welcome to Let's Talk Aging. And I'm just gonna um, introduce you a little bit. This is Janet and she owns three assisted living facilities in Northern California. And just kind of want to te- you to tell us how you came into the business, how it all happened, what your journey has been.
2: Well, I'm kind of surprised myself. I <laughs> we kind of don't really know how it all happened. But anyway, <laughs> uh, my husband had always been a general contractor. And I was a stay-at-home mom, but I did have some bookkeeping jobs on the side. So I um, definitely more into business and contracting. Um, my parents owned three facilities in Colorado and had operated them for many years. Um, my mom just turned 89 and just sold the three businesses. She'd been running them up to the age of eighty-nine. That is absolutely That's amazing. Incredible. I am so proud oh, of no, her. Ah.
0: I know I don't want to be running mine when I'm
2: eighty-nine. <laughs> do,
0: do you want her energy when you're eighty-nine? Probably. Yeah, and she
2: definitely has that. So Anyway, we we were exposed to the business through them, and um, some property came available here in Reading, and um, we noticed there was a need in our community for assisted living with a real caring environment. So uh, we decided to build and design our own assisted living facilities. We had some great help from some wonderful friends that helped us build our first building and also helped us finance it and everything, so we couldn't have done it without their help. So um, we designed and built facilities that would be not institutional. I hate institutional. So it's more of a home-like setting. Our slogan is compassionate care in an elegant environment,
1: and that's what we try to do. Oh, that's really a good good message.
0: And what is the name (laughs) of them, if you don't mind telling the name, because I love the name. (laughs) The name is Lavender
2: Hills Assisted Living, LLC. that's That's so cool. Yeah, when we were trying to come up with, names, uh, the style of the facilities are French country, and um, so we associated a lavender field, and we do have lavender fields in the front of the property that come up, so um, it is a, an apt name. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we opened the first facility in 2004. It's a 15-bed, and that went really well. We were turning people away, so we decided to build another one, and three years later, we opened another one, and then that, turning people away, so then... In 2017, we opened our third facility, so we have a total of 62 beds.
1: Oh, that's
0: that is quite a bit.
1: (laughs) That's a lot, but that's really neat that you have it separated into three places, so they're actually smaller.
0: That is the whole
2: idea that they and and actually each one of them has the kitchen at the center of the home. It's not station or uh, admissions desk or anything like that. It is the the center of the home is our kitchen. And even residents are welcome in our kitchen. So, um, And then it, it looks like just really large homes, but they're all totally self-contained. They have their own entertainment. They have their own food, their own cooks. So it's it's really wonderful.
0: Oh, it's working really man. I've always said I'm going to go up someday and take a tour because I think it's fantastic. People think she's I'm, gonna, I'm a
1: little odd. but <laughs> She's going to put I, her name I'm in. I'm going to put my, gonna my name She's going to put in. her name on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, we, we hear that a
2: lot, actually, and it's it's very heartwarming because that is what we tried to do. So it's nice when it people is. see. It is
0: exactly that's so great. So I imagine that. Um You know, I have explained to you about how we went about things with our parents, so um, I'm sure people come to a point where they know that a change is needed with their loved ones, and they probably come to you like we did, like, help, what are we gonna do next? Uh, We don't really know what fits, and with us, we weren't even sure our folks could afford to do it. Um, It it took some finagling, and uh, my great sister, she was able to figure it all out uh, for them, but uh, when we talked to our parents, they said, wow, we would love to do that, but we just didn't think we could. So uh, just tell us a little bit about when people come, what, what's your recommendation when they come to that point?
2: Well, it is a very difficult process. And really, finances is a huge part of it. I know people think we're making a lot of money and it. When you're providing no. 24-hour care, <laughs> no. especially in the state of California with the um, minimum wage going up every year, it's tremendous and it, it really does make people have to look for other options a lot of times because they cannot afford it. If they can afford it, it's wonderful. The best thing to do is have the conversation with your parents or your loved ones before it's even needed. When you're and try to have the conversation about what they would want this when they're living will and their advanced health care directives. So you know how you can best meet their needs with what they want. I think it's so important that the person themselves has a voice in this. If they have dementia, it's a little bit more difficult. But even then, try to let them have as much voice as they can because it really helps the process.
1: I think it would make it easier. People would be more um, it would be easier to get them to cooperate with the process if they feel like they're a part of it.
2: It definitely helps. It definitely helps. And I've been in, in conversations with elderly people and their children, and their children are talking way over them, and, and like, they're not even there, and, and that irritates me because they have just as much right to have a say in this as their right. children. Um, and assisted living isn't for everybody. Some people want to remain at home, and there are in-home health care services, and that sometimes works well for some Sometimes it works well for a period, and then they realize it's getting to be too expensive, and then assisted living would be another option. Um, my dad, he owned the assisted livings, but he said, no way am I going in assisted living. And I said, well, <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> I know. He was such a homebody. And I said, well, that is fine, Dad, if you have the money and you have your house prepared. So he put in bars, and he had all this Done and he was prepared. He even had a little room for a caregiver down in the basement, but yep. he didn't end up needing it. He passed away in March after a short illness. But I would have told him, as long as you have the money, I will make sure you stay at home because mm-hmm. I need right. that. Much. He, he wanted it, but my mom now she's a she's just a socialite. She loves people <laughs> and she, she wants to be an assisted living and she wants to be in our place when the time comes. Oh, how oh exciting!
0: How, That's uh, yeah. really deep.
2: Yeah, so. So it is, it is great, but it, it is wonderful to let them have a say and to make it try to make it happen for them if you can.
0: I think that's It's so great.
2: personal. It, I
1: mean, it is a personal it, decision. And I think people just need to try not to get
2: frustrated. People get so frustrated because they want answers and they want to know, what do I do? Sometimes you just kind of have to take a day at a time and do all your research and do as much as you possibly can. But don't stress about it. If things will work out the way they need to work out. Yeah. Right.
0: Very good some, advice. Some families even decide
2: to put on a little unit at their home and um, bring them home with them. And, right. And sometimes, especially if people are financially not able for assisted living, sometimes uh, putting a unit on is the answer. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, that yeah. is something. Um, so if you were going to go out um, to look for one an on assisted living, have, what what is your recommendation for people? What would the, be the things from your perspective that they, you feel like they need to look for first? Well, I think they need to do
2: their research. And I think the best advertisement for any place is word of mouth. So talk to people that have had their loved one in a facility like yourselves. I mean, mm-hmm. you know what. Right you can and can't expect, and check, physically check the places out if you can. Absolutely. Um, there are um, online marketing places, that placement services that try to get you places, but I would try to avoid those if you can because they usually do not know the facilities. And if there's a local placement agency, sometimes they can be very helpful because they can interview your loved one, and they know the facilities, and they know which would be a better fit for your loved one, and sometimes they can be very helpful.
0: Do you work with those local facility, those local placements uh, agencies? We do.
2: do, and they do charge us, and we do pay. Um, I refuse to work with the online ones because they charge way too much, and they don't care where they put, they just want to place somebody, they really right. don't care. So, what the facility is. So that's why I would steer people away from, from that those. sort of thing. Right. Also, it's really good to ask people that work, work in the facilities. We have physical therapists, in-home health care, hospice, paramedics, fire personnel, musicians, and volunteers that come into the facility, and they really see what's going on.
0: They're a good right. resource. Yeah, that is awesome. I I believe that too. Yeah that was our experience. So, um, so once, uh, it's decided and they sign up and they decide this is where we're going to put mom or dad or both. Um, what, what's the next step? What all happens after that?
2: Well, you, you need to be prepared for a lot of paperwork. Um, maybe <laughs> California, especially we are, we are under so many regulations. When I first started in business, we had a teeny little contract. not much at all, but now it's huge. And we have to And most of it is in the benefit of the resident. Most of it is to spell everything out because a lot of facilities were coming after the fact and charging for things when it wasn't set up ahead of time. So that's why the contracts are so specific to let everyone know. So do pay attention to all those details in the contract because you want to know if there's any hidden charges. You want to know if they're going to charge if they take a tray to your loved one's room with their dinner on it Mm -hmm. or if they're going to charge them to bring them to the dining room or whatever, you, you definitely want to know all of those fees. Um, and you want to make it as stress-free for the resident as you possibly can. Um, it's a very difficult time for them. Um, but if they acknowledge what they're going through and they help them be a part of the process, and even when they visit the doctor, they have to have a physician's report and a TB test before they can come into any facility. Um, sometimes if there's someone that really has a lot of anxiety, it's good to put them on, or they have depression, it's good to put them on some medication to help them through the transition.
0: Mm, that's a great idea. Yeah, thought. Um, Carol Ann, didn't you have to fill out um, papers several times Um
1: because, oh, every time, yeah. the, every time the, the facility was changed owners, you know, management companies, you had to go through the whole entire process again and fill out all these papers. And <laughs> I would do it for the folks. And, and, you know, I saw these people that were friends of mom and dad's, and I had become friends with them. And they would come and ask me. They, they didn't know what to do, and they didn't have anybody to help them and i thought that was so awful because they i was having a hard time figuring out what this was <laughs> all about and i'm thinking how are they going to know
0: yeah the place we had mom and dad was a family owned place just uh, similar to what originally. you had originally for years our grandmother was even there for a, a brief period and um and so then it started we noticed things were not going well and it was needing work and it was older Um, and things just were not being kept up and then pretty soon it got sold and then it got sold again. And that's when all this, you know, we were just reeling and to go from, um, a family situation to a corporation is completely different. And dad, poor dad, he had to kind of go through that, that, you know, it's a whole different environment once the management company takes care. Takes over a little bit of changes. We did get uh, more money, <laughs> and things were updated. But also, a lot of changes were made, some for the better, many for the better. But um, right, Kelly? yeah, we have
2: had to experience that because uh-huh. it's been Mark and I these last fourteen years, and it will be for for some yes. time. I so
0: think that it's is excellent taking
2: consideration. And if it is a corporation or a management company. Sometimes they don't have the – it's more about a business than it is about the individual residents. And that's just something you'll you'll have to research. If it's fine with you to have that environment, that's great. It works for some people. Other people want a more uh, one-on-one, more um, individual relationship, and then you might find something more for that. There are little, even little six beds that these people really do care about their elderly. They may not have a lot of the services or a lot of the activities – so it's best some things are good for some people and some for others. And it's best just that's why it's good to do your research and get out there and, and check them out and then take mom or dad and,
1: and let them just physically feel how they feel in the place. And it really does help. I think that uh, I think that often um, people, you know, some people are very introverted. They don't really want all the activities. So maybe for them that is an important. You know, like you said, maybe a smaller place where they don't do as many activities. But then other people, I mean, our parents loved all that. They loved the activities and the social part of it, being with people and doing things. And for them, they need to be in a facility that that's important to the to the owners.
2: Yeah, I knew we had success and it's happened actually several times where a resident's family member, and most of the time, it's been sons that have come. to. And one time, the, the son just came to me in tears, and he said, thank you for giving me my mom back. We haven't had her since dad died. She's been alone at her house, and right. now we're seeing mom the way she was. To me, that's success.
1: Right.
0: Absolutely, yeah. yes.
2: That's because we're, we're, we have an environment that, that makes them blossom, and it's really rewarding when that
0: happens. That is awesome, yeah. I lived with mom and dad for a period of time and we, we talked um, Carol Carolina and I, if dad had stayed there after mom had died, he would have been completely isolated from everyone unless, except we, when we went to visit or, or, you know, even, even when I was living there, I had to go to work. So um, that was when we determined there needed more care, but um, he would have been completely isolated. So, you know, I can understand what that man meant by having your mom back because it would change their be their whole personality. Right,
2: and also it's, it's just um, where they feel like they're a burden to their family and yes. don't want to be a burden to their family. And then when they're with people that are in the same situation and their family can just come and go and have quality time, then they don't feel like a burden anymore, and and that's a, a real burden lifted off of their shoulders because they really, ones that really care about their family, they don't want to be a burden.
1: Right. They're feeling, they're feeling uh, desperate for something that can make them a little bit independent, and I've always felt like people think that if a person goes into assisted living, they're just going to be, you know, that's all their rights are gone. They're not going to be, they lost their... You know, they don't have their car. Sometimes they don't have their independence. I think they are more independent because they have all, everything taken care of, taken care of for them, and then they can go and have, do fun things.
2: And it really takes a lot of the stress out of their life. They don't have yes. to work at their house or all of their belongings, or they just have what's around them. And it is true. It it really, I think, a lot of them end up. Living longer than they would have if they would have been at
1: home. Well, and don't. even mentally, it seems like they become more stimulated because they've got more people around and things are happening and they become involved. And then, even for their family, when their family comes, they have something to talk about. They have to, right. t- they are, They can tell them about what they've been doing in the day and it's exciting for them. About what everybody else has
0: been doing. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. That so, used to be my whole conversation. I, I tell Caroline and I both we knew everything about everybody. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every staff member they they know their their life history. We, <laughs> it's
1: just oh it's, my it's yes, if they they really tune in to the news to the uh, <laughs> news about the fellow huh? residents and the staff. they they've got oh, yeah. it all down. They do. Uh, Oh, it's so
0: cute. It's an experience. I, I think it's wonderful that you're doing this. Thank you so much for all the ideas and all the suggestions. It was great to get your viewpoint and perspective, and we'll probably be calling you again. Oh, that's to, right. Uh, to be on Let's talk aging, if you don't mind this scenario here. Oh, but we, we enjoy it.
2: Okay. Thank you both. Thank oh, you so much, Janet. Thank you
0: Jana. so much, Janet. Have a good Have a good evening. You too. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye. It's really been great visiting with Janet. Thank you so much for
0: coming on with us. And we're looking forward to having more interviews in the future. So if you want to hear our podcast, go to www.letstalkaging.com. Or you can write into our uh, email, which is chat at letstalkaging.com. So thank you very much and have a great day. Let's talk aging. Let's talk aging.